welcome back to the Balanced Body Podcast. Today, we're going to go over the chakras as it relates to understanding the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual um, situations that somebody would have based off of maybe yourself looking in the mirror or because I have a lot of students, students who are looking at clients and trying to aid and help them and working on that path of trying to coach mentally, emotionally. And because sometimes there's an intuitive side that basically can allow you the download of personal information that comes from that person. Um, If you don't have that, then you need some cheats. And those cheats are understanding, and I don't think this is foolproof. I, I think there is, there's an education out there, but there's always bending to the rules. So we are going to go over some vague def- definitions of what the physical manifests and what it means. But I just want to back it up by saying this is not 100% foolproof, which is why as a practitioner or why as an observer or a witness, I was a witness before I became a practitioner. What do I mean by that? I used to always watch bodies and stare at bodies, um, fascinated with why one looked very differently than the other, specifically talking about gait. And because I started working out in the gym very early and I started teaching group exercise, it was always, for me, it was always about watching the room um, and seeing if everyone was following, if the form was correct. So anywho, Destiny is now presenting me with this particular type of work where now it's an intuitive process. Now it's about understanding the knowledge, but now moving away from the knowledge and using my intuition to figure out what truly is residing someone in order to bring about the awareness in their consciousness so that they can create change. And that's the whole point and purpose of the podcast today is understanding information from the root chakra standpoint. And so we will, in each episode, go through sections. I don't know how many sections each center will be. I'm just going to play this by ear. So it's super valuable information. And um, let's just start talking, generally speaking, about what the root, what is it? The root is encompasses the chakra that is in our body from a specific source. And remember all sources as it relates to chakras are different. That's my experience thus far. So you have to kind of go with something. You have to believe something. And for me, I have enough experience with bodies to choose from, from my books, which what I choose to believe each chakra represents. And I'm sharing that with you. So the root is roughly physically from the top of the ilium or the top of the pelvis down to the ground or the foot, the floor. And as it relates to a person, we're going to start with the bottom. We're going to start with the foot. The root represents, generally speaking, meaning what root, how, how do I know I have a root issue? It could be a question, right? 
So if you're dealing with any of these particular specific items that relate to the root, which is the body, do you have pain in the body relative to where the root is located? Meaning, do you have hip joint pain, hip flexor pain, groin pain, um, ilium pain, SI joint pain would be considered a root, knee pain, ankle pain, foot pain. These are all root issues. Now, why do you need to know this information? Because it's like a cheat sheet. If you've got a physical body that's in pain or giving you some distress or giving you messages that don't feel good, it is a sign and symptom of the aspect of your evolution that you need to work on, right? So if the body is in pain, we have a root issue. If there's survival issues going on in your life, meaning your ability to feel like you want to maintain on this earth plane, first thing that comes to mind is suicide meaning wanting or feeling like you need to leave this earth plane is a root issue. Fear. Well, oh my God, we all have fear. So if there is any kind of fear in your life, you are dealing with a root issue that is about creating awareness so that you can evolve beyond your fears, right? I remember when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, had this huge drive to want to do anything that I had a fear of, right? So anything that scared me when I was younger, I made a point of doing it in my late, my late 20s and early 30s. So if I had a fear of, and I didn't have a fear of heights, but um, going on, going jumping out of an airplane seemed scary. So I would do it. Um, doing uh, public speaking was scary. So I took courses and I public, did public speaking quite a bit until I wasn't as afraid. Um, I did fitness pageants. It was something that I did when I was younger, which was being on stage, being like the solo act, and being very fearful of it, but also being forced to do it. And so when I was in my late 20s and early 30s, it was a choice that I made. This time I was going to do it because I wanted to do it and because I wanted to combat the fear that I had as a child um, doing pageants and um, was a singer and a dancer um, on stage. Frightening, super frightening. So fear grounding. So being grounded, meaning being focused, focused on something that ultimately root talks about manifestation is a big one and prosperity. So when you manifest things and you are prosperous, you are successfully centered and grounded in your root. If you don't, if you are having a problem manifesting, and creating prosperity in your life. I have been there, I know. 
then there is definitively a root issue. And looking back in hindsight, I would have agreed with that. Now, did I know back then? No. Did I know specifically? No. How do you know specifically what your problem is? Or challenge, I shouldn't say problem. Your challenge of what do you need to grow in within yourself? The best way to know, you could go to an intuitive. You could go to somebody who knows this stuff. Or you can just find the relationship with self as it relates to mindfulness, to become aware of what your issue is. And that, I'm, that doesn't happen overnight. It is, a, it is a journey, but it's a well worth the journey. Loyalty, if you have a problem with loyalty, and they're done that, then that is also a root issue. And you may have like all of these or half of these or three quarters of these, which indicates a root, but the point I'm making is the easiest way to understand whether or not you have a root dysfunction is by having any kind of physical ailment. Anger is one. You know you have anger issues, then you know you have something in your root. Trust, trust issues. Mm. Okay, well, trust root also resides in the zero to seven years of age from one, from a reference zero to seven years of age. So if you've had trauma in your life from zero to seven years of age, chances are you have some root stuff to work on. And you may have gotten through that. You may have worked through that. Let me remind you, even if you feel confident and secure in the fact that you have worked through these issues, do not be delusional in that down the road, it may rise up again as another smaller reference of learning or a challenge. The universe loves to play games and loves to make sure that we've learned our lesson. So even though you've combated the whole trust, don't be illusioned by the fact that a trust issue may rise up, a fear issue, an anger issue may rise up that'll allow you to peel the onion back and figure out what more we can learn about ourselves to be better. We have our feet, we start with the feet. And there's all kinds of feet, right? Like you can have pronation, you could have collapsed arches, you could have supinated arches, meaning high arches. You could have one that's collapsed and one that's supinated. You could have one that's externally rotated out. You could have um, a, a pigeon toes where both toes come in. Those are all ideas around a feet that we can observe within another to get an idea of what's really going on in their life, right? So how a person is grounded physically is is how they are grounded emotionally, right? So if they have flat feet, flat feet, I used to think the opposite of what this says, but when they're flat, you would, I would have thought that flat feet meant that they were grounded, but it actually means the opposite. So if somebody has flat feet, they're ungrounded. They have a hard time standing still. They have a different 
a, a different time being a, a difficult time being present with the other and quite possibly committed to certain responsibilities. And part of the feat can be also how they have, how they walk their gait process. So looking at that, do they, do they walk where their feet barely come off the floor and they kind of like skid and slide through their debt to, through to their destinations? These are all, um, this is all about discovering your own intuition processes, watching people and observing. Um, I ideally, and I always wish this, where I come to an idea about someone that I'm people watching, I just wish I had the other end of it. In other words, once I come up with my final, this is what's going on with them. I wish I had the ability to walk up to them and ask them if it's true. I haven't been able to do that. I haven't been able to create the courage to do that. I guess my fear is I would um, offend someone and you know, maybe some people don't like to be diagnosed, right? Um, they didn't come to me. It's when they come to me that they are looking for that advice. So I just keep my mouth shut. So when someone can ground, ground themselves and commit, they might find that their arches will tend to rise. And also, if you're doing any kind of Swiss ball work, which is one of the things we do as practitioners, is we create the idea of strengthening the bottoms of feet so that they get arches, so that we can create grounding within that individual. It's the whole part of the process. It's kind of these, it's kind of these behind the scene things that we do um, that help people that we don't always go in and explain to our clients. It's kind of fascinating. Um, some of you might be saying that, how does genetics play into this? You know, my, my mom has a collapsed arch or my, my dad has pronated feet. Well, there is some play in that. And, and you can share, obviously, traits of your mother who may be very ungrounded that you've got that ungroundedness from her, um, very much so. Like, I guess my point is, is that we have the ability to change through our education and awareness. When you assume the responsibilities for how you are, then you create the power to change and reconstruct yourself to the version that you wish to be. So let's get into the feet, which also means taking steps towards life, right? So if we can't walk, what does that mean? We have limitation in an ankle and we have a hard time walking and we have to limp or we have to get a crutch. That means something metaphysically about our mental, emotional, spiritualness. So the left foot is what, what we're coming from, the ability to have situations internally and externally that we'll feel stuck or trapped in. When aligned, we can walk away from something unhealthy from us or for us. So the left foot represents being aligned enough so that we can make the decisions to that are either internally or externally not serving us. 
And that left foot represents the energy to walk away, right? It's the, it's the energy to move towards true happiness, toward what serves us as it relates to energy, energeticness, relationships. And then the right foot, and we'll come back to this, right foot is uh, where we are headed to next. So if there's issues with the left ankle, meaning was there issues from our past, from where we were coming from, right? And if there are issues in our right ankle, then there is a mental emotional thought form that's holding us back from where we're headed to. Diving deep into what our our unconscious thoughts are about that or creating affirmations about what's ahead of us so that we can move into it healthfully. We move forward in the direction of our dreams with this right foot to take actions and risks. This is clarity around decisions. So if we have a sprained ankle or have something wrong with our right foot, we might be struggling with some clarity around decisions. And, or it just may be that we're not in our comfort zone and we're in the unknown as it represents our life. When we get to the right foot, uh, still the leap of faith following the soul's true path. So what is it that could potentially keep you from your soul's path? Well, the root, their fears, just a suggestion. Fear can be one of those. So we have the fear. We have what our soul wants to do in this earth plane, but then we also have a personality, right? Which consists of the ego. And the ego within the body, the physical body has uh, a life. And there may be traumas within the physical life of a person that has created fear. That fear is something that soul personality will need to work through in order to grow and move towards the idea of what soul needs to take place in order to be happy. So it's taking those next steps, transversing new territory in life and working through Remember, our soul comes into this lifetime with specific people and experiences to help us evolve and grow. We pick those things so that we can grow. And so you may have picked your parents that decided to go through a divorce, which creates change and can be very painful, which illustrates uh, potential moving. Um, and that moving a lot or divorce, parents separating divorce, that pain equals not being safe, which creates fear. And so knowing in a person what their background is, what their childhood represents can tell you a lot about their their character and their personality present day. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't worked through some of that, but if you're a practitioner, chances are 
they wouldn't be coming to you if they had worked through it. So it's for us to create the awareness that it's understandable if there's lots of fear and taking next steps and traversing new territory because they come from dealing with um, traumas in their past that have ignited that sense of fear. So if you can encourage and motivate somebody to entertain that fear, then it can create the growth and confidence and power within themselves. If you have a person who, by knowing their relationship as a child with their parents, if they had experience with parents who yelled or snapped at them for doing something wrong, it creates trauma. Trauma, they're traumatized into taking actions because every time they did something, they got punished or yelled. And that basically means risks equals punishment. So that person doesn't grow up to be an adult that really enjoys taking risks um, or takes action because as a child, they were condemned or they were, they were persecuted or they were... Um, um, mean. They, it, it created the trauma of, of giving them the idea that they're doing something wrong. And that will be something that that person, once they're aware and they're conscious of it, can, can understand the programming that's stunting their evolution, which is their childhood. I hate to say that Everything goes back to childhood, but everything goes back to childhood. Uh, it honestly, I remember years ago coaching clients uh, and bringing up their childhood and having, because I worked with a lot of type A personalities, you know, like attracts like, and they wanted to tell me that their issues had nothing to do with childhood. Well, years, years, many years later, I, I have enough enough education and enough uh, experience to know that it truly does, which is why I'm talking about it on this podcast, right? So combating that programming that creates a root issue, which we're referring to as sphere or any, for that matter, any of those ideas that represent tr trust issues, loyalty issues, fear issues, um, we can acknowledge, acknowledge what, what is it? What is, what is the problem? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it trust? Is it loyalty? Is it your manifestation? Is your prosperity ability? Let's acknowledge it. Recognize it in your life, where it sits and what situation. And then three, consider doing something about it that you can handle right? That you can handle doing right here and now. So let's move into the left foot. Remember we talked about it's the ability to walk away from something toxic. Could be people, could be places, could be things, something that's unproductive or circumstances. And this can be the consequence of boundaries that aren't secure. 
right? So we learn core values in our coaching. We learn what it means to have core values so that we can make the decisions in our life and we can move forward with those decisions with security. And sometimes you need a coach to support you in that. Sometimes you need somebody that's just a high, little higher level than you to create an awareness and give you ideas that support the notion of moving forward with that particular idea, right? So we look, we're looking at the left foot and we're talking about boundaries and how this can relate to childhood is there can be experiences where a child is in an environment with a family as a child, not responsible enough to walk away and live on their own. And so it's toxic, which because they can't support themselves and leave, they become helpless and can be a victim or power powerless to do anything about it, which we all know the archetype of victim and holding on to that experience can create an adult that represents a victim. And so we want to we want to ask ourselves the question with every challenge and scenario of emotion that we have with inside of us, what does it represent? Am I, am I taking control of the situation? Am I being the victim? Am I being the saboteur? Am I being the child? Am I being the, the mother, the father? Am I being a queen? Am I being a warrior? You can ask yourself, that question and follow up with being okay with that. Is it, does it feel good inside of you to say that about yourself? And if not, then digest the idea of how it would be would better serve you. Taking responsibility. And that's, that's the biggest one that I find with individuals. Remember, Zero to seven years old sits with the root. So that's, that's a lot of programming. Um, responsibility sits more in the second chakra, which is our physical practice, which is more on you know, seven to 14. And so, but if there's trauma, we're, we're not, none of us are zero to seven years old. So, but what I'm saying is we're all adults now. And so there may be traumas that sit in the root from zero to seven that have created the adult now that represents the victim or from an experience of powerlessness as a child. And that's okay. Okay. But now we're an adult and we can do something about it. Now we can take our power back. We have the ability to do that or we wouldn't have as a child. So now we look at solutions to the root chakra. In other words, I've talked about the feet and you know all the dysfunctions that can give us the notion that we might have a root issue. But what are some solutions to that? So if you do have issues with your feet, or you do know that you've got issues in your root chakra, then I'm going to give some, I feel like, fairly simple solutions. What do you do about it? Well, you earth yourself. And earthing to me means 
going out and planting your feet on the earth, grounding, putting your feet on the grass, walking on the sand, and being in nature. Nature has its powerful way of centering us and allowing us to create balance and calmness, which is why I live in Florida. Going to the beach is something I love to do because that's what earthing means to me. It's my favorite grounding activity. Move your body. Yes, I am in this holistic health field and am a big proponent of moving your body. Moving your body pumps your body. Walking, which can be fairly easy to most, just going outside for a walk can pump and balance your body. And if you've got issues in the root, specifically, and we'll talk about the knees and the hips, but if you've got issues with feet and pronation, we need to strengthen the bottoms of your feet, right? So being barefoot on earth is very important. That can do that. Also, having a exercise program that incorporates this a stability or balance aspect also helps strengthen your feet. Now, part of that comes from not wearing shoes that have really thick cushion soles. So if you can take an opportunity to do a couple exercise programs in your bare feet, that will be very helpful. If that's not an option, then doing a exercise program with minimalistic shoes, and you can Google that. There's lots of them out there. Lots of cute ones too. And purchase a pair to wear during your workout program. And I've seen it and experienced it myself. My arches have lifted. Question is, did you also see an aspect of your focus and concentration in monkey mind or ADHD also get better? And the answer is yes. So these suggestions that I give you aren't suggestions I just read about. These are suggestions I've actually done to help myself. Because it's the root and it's the color red, you can wear red and you can also consume red foods. Those will help. I love the color red, so that's not hard for me. Journaling, meditating, and affirmations, all excellent ideas. Journaling about your process of your day and your journey. Journaling about if you can recall zero to seven years old, what comes up specifically after your meditation time to ask your guides and ask your higher self to provide that information for you because it is, it is a time period for most that isn't um, verbal and it's not the, you don't have the ability to recall most of it, especially if you've had a trauma. It may be deeply repressed and there was some disassociation going on too handle it, to be able to cope. Your body is always trying to protect you. Affirmations. Affirmations, I do, I do have done them. I do like them. But I think affirmations for me goes one step forward than just stating phrases. 
it's about connecting with your mind and your heart. And I did a meditation on my website on balancebod.com where I do have meditations that I've done. And one of them was about connecting the mind and the heart together. And you can go to that and use that meditation if you do have a hard time meditating. It's the reason I did those. It's because some people have a challenging time meditating. So they it would be nice if someone helped them through a meditation. So use that. It's free for you. Those are some grounding, earthing solutions for the root as it relates to the foot, the feet. And as we rise up into the knees and the hips, there are also those solutions can be beneficial for that as well. So enjoy that. I'm going to end here with the foot. And remember, just short and sweet. We're going to move into the next podcast as it relates to knees and what the knees um, mean. And, rem- and, and we'll move maybe up to the hip if we've got time. And then talk also about right and left sides and how that can kind of bring together some ideas of diagnosing self or others for that matter. Hope you enjoy today. Um, check out my adversity. I just finished that podcast last week. If you are struggling with adversity and challenges, just some co- couple of helpful hints um, that I feel like every time, sometimes we need a little, we need a, a, a um, another viewpoint other than our own, right? And so I hope that that could could help you in your midst of your adversity. Thanks for listening today to our chakra root as it relates to feet and um, appreciate your time and energy. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.